This is John Claude Jones. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Yo, it's your boy Buddy Hughes. This is Jazz the Kid Chisholm. And you? Logged on to 10th Year Seniors. In the 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. You're logged in with 10th Year Seniors. Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is the read option, our week eight lines, our gambling pod. Here to make some money. Before we get into any of that, you know the drill by now. As with any NFL content we bring to you, we have to remind you that Colin Kaepernick was blackballed from this league in the 21st century for peacefully protesting police brutality against minorities. A reminder that you all need to be conflicted about how much you love, follow this stuff, and make money off of it. But we do, and here we are. God, do you think I need to add that the NFL also determined that there was only one racist I was in the league to and, it's John Gruden, and it's John Gruden? Even though the investigation didn't start there, it ended with John Gruden. That's that's the only racist I like, start. I like how they were, and not just racist, any form of hate whatsoever, homophobia, uh misogyny just it's just john gruden yeah. out of all of the million emails it's just him he's the guy it's chucky spider through white banana that's it nobody else impersonation is classic i think so jamaican air horns yeah the definitely. highest honor okay i turned the thing up shit <laughs> i was almost good this week damn it don't worry john's on back all right, and you know the format. We got five picks straight up money line. Each one of us will present a lock of the week. Each one of us will present an underdog that we think is going to cover. And we have our parlays that none of us did research for. It happened. I mean, it's week eight. It's week eight. Plenty week, plenty sports. Lakers struggling. It's a lot. It's wow, dog. It's a lot. It's a lot. 26-point lead surrender to a winless team now i was all on board with the it's early in the season give them time thing but that one was kind of unforgivable man they going sleep from the second quarter they legit was planning the after party celebration oh Melo had the perfect (laughs) (laughs) his teammate can't pass him the ball in a better spot that he got that inbound pass that was amazing oh god (laughs) As we begin every week with our favorite quotes from the ones we gained on this week. Happy birthday to Bill Gates. Why does he get Jamaican at home? Because he's everybody's favorite conspiracy theorist by now. As as you all know, you have some member of your family or a friend that believes that COVID-19 is a production of Bill Gates. And this is his way that he's going to take over the world somehow. You don't believe this, but there is someone near and dear to you that believes this stupid shit. And so I'm sure you've been hearing them talk about Bill Gates. But I got two from him that I liked that I think are are applicable to us and applicable to your life of gambling. First one is, success is a lousy teacher. It seduces smart people into thinking they can't lose. Completely right, because that one week, I only got one game wrong. I thought from there I was going perfect the next week. I thought I was going to be rich by the end of this thing, by at least week 9 or 10, but completely plummeted every week after that. Second quote from Bill Gates, It's fine to celebrate success, but it is more important to heed the lessons of failure. Now that should be our approach to gambling, but it has not been, because I have not learned any of my lessons in gambling or fantasy football, because I still start Jameis Winston last week at quarterback. There's no way in the world you start Jameis. 
my other option was Taylor Heineken. All right, it's perfect that you saw the gymnast. There you go. From the ones we lost on this day, Red Auerbach at age 89, if you don't know Red Auerbach, legendary coach of the Boston Celtics uh, in a time period when you did not have... Anyway. No, say it, say it, say it. I, I'll, I'll leave it alone. Listen. So we got we also got two from Red Auerbach that, that I like. You know, oddly enough, I don't think he was. No, nah, it was just the city and the time. You know what I think though? Uh, what I always think about Red Auerbach, and I do think he he's a he's a polarizing figure, right? I think he liked winning more than he liked racism. Or being a racist. So outside now, I don't know what it was like outside of basketball, but I feel like he was willing to put a whole lot of shit no, aside. You, to win some championships. Yeah, if you listen to the stories from Bill Russell back in the day, he would tell you, you know what I mean? It was some iffy times, and Red was always the one to step in and yeah. make sure things balanced out. And Bill don't pull no punches when uh, it comes to the city of Boston. That no. I still hate Boston to this day. To this day. They shit on his bed. Anyway. Oh, boy. Anyway. Shout I'm out f- the New England area. <laughs> some things don't change. Racist. Poor Cam Newton. And f- from Red Auerbach, we got two quotes from him, too. The only correct actions are those that demand no explanation and no apology. Remember that when you make your picks. We shouldn't even have to justify this, especially with the parlays. You know what? He did say correct actions. I just and, and maybe that's why we do have to justify it, because we never write about this shit. Second one from Red. He who believes in nobody knows that he himself is not to be trusted. That's why I started Jameis. I thought that was going to be the reason and behind the Dolphins front office decisions. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Shit, that's timely. We already did the Dolphin Anonymous part. Not just saying, but that's a perfect quote. That's a funny part, though. I got. <laughs> I re-listened to Kari voice notes so much. I pray for bro. I let other people listen to it, and I said, this is what hurt sounds like. <laughs> it, like, you may not get it out of a man in a romantic relationship. You may not get to see him strip down to his bare bones and see all of his hurt. Let us see him go on a four-game losing streak. You can see it there. Talk to any Dolphin fan about this current situation. What a Laker fans who had to watch the game last night. Do not. I already told you stop doing this uh, grief comparison shit because it is not close. It's, 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 it's early some Losing the fourth game of the season and waiting 20 years for a competent young quarterback only to find one and have him play amongst this cloud of shit that you just dropped on his head is not the same thing. Well, it is equivalent to... LeBron didn't play. Yeah, but Westbrook had like nine right, assists. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. Before we get to week eight, let's recap week seven. Carl went three and two. Uh, we, we, nobody was great this week. And we don't have an average sound. So I guess because three and two is the best out of us, you'll get begrudging Jamaican air horns. Begrudging. I can celebrate this week. Looking forward to this week coming up. You're the best of us. Went three and two, hit on the lock of the week. His underdog did not cover. And out of parlays, he went four for seven. A reminder that we start Ricardo because he was the best of us <laughs> last week. I went two and three. Is his fault? He should have just picked the Patriots out, right? I hit on my lock of the week. My underdog did not cover, and out of parlays, I was two out of five. Only two out of five hit. That's horrible. 
None of us would ever win any money at our parlays, by the way, because no one's ever been perfect. I starting to realize how difficult parlays are. It's extremely difficult. Like coming up, it. listening to like the betting podcast and stuff, you would say to yourself, like, no, that's not easy. Just, you know, bet these numbers. No, you have to get all right. Bro. <laughs> it's no, it's no. Uh, let, me, let me explain something. The hardest thing on a football Sunday is watching a good game. And you need just one line in that game to happen. Yeah. And that's the very line that don't happen like a couple of weeks ago. We waiting on, well, I was waiting on Patrick Mahomes to get up a certain knot, and all of a sudden he can cuss, can't play no more. And I'm like, dude, just let the man throw like six more times before you put him on the sideline. This is why football is the monster. It's not because everybody just loves it. I mean, yeah, it's a new American pastime, but it is because you can find every single reason to be engaged, whether it's gambling, whether it's fantasy. You have a reason to pay attention to every single game. Gambling created the Red Zone channel. I. Even if they you think would, so? if they would never but you mean gambling that, and fantasy. I fantasy people gamble through fantasy yeah, though. I think true. I think it's both. I think all of that is connected. Anyway, John went one and four. Spending too much time in the sky. He hit on his lock of the week. His underdog won outright, and once again, just like he did this week, John said, "Stop asking me for parlays, because I am not going to dedicate that much research. I am going to go in the WhatsApp group. I'm going to ask y'all what the games are, then tell you what my picks are right then. Anything beyond that, y'all asking too much from me." And then go to a random lounge and eat good food for no reason, because he's John. I like that. Let's move on to week eight. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose, subconsciously. I gotta say, though, we do always make a point to pick a very difficult slate of games. Like, we never... I know why you say we. You pick the games that we pick every week, and I always say, but you know it's easier games all day, you know? Like, we ain't got... Like, this is a... Pick, let's pick the easier game anyway. That's why I enjoy you as a teammate. You're always there for me. Yes. Like I tried to present it as this is something that we do because I tried to, full disclosure, peek behind the curtain. When we first started 10YS, Kari and Andrew always used to say I would be, you know, over everyone's back giving them these tasks. So they started calling me Naldemir Putin, like I was the dictator of this, which I'm not. So I would like to present it like we are doing this together. We do decide on games. I put them out there. And if one of y'all have an issue that you f- and with you, it's always just put the Patriots Patriot said, in yeah. As always, you're a complaint. I, I've come to realize now that you actually don't have complaints about the slate of games. You just want the Patriots Yeah, you got to pick the Patriots, bro. You can still pick them in one of the other two. No, it's important that everybody on the panel agrees that we pick the Patriots and we all have, we all have to pick them in unison. Mark Jones, future to leave. All right, we're not doing that shit this week. Our first game of the week, I feel like the NFL, I don't know if they thought this game would be this when they put this on the schedule, but we may have game of the week vibes right away from Thursday night. Might be game of the year vibes and may be able to challenge. Go ahead. No, I just want to say the last three Thursday night games have been pretty spot on. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? The NFL didn't know what they were doing because when you think about it, one of the most maligned topics there's been is that Thursday, Thursday night, night football, football has been so shitty. It's been terrible. I remember and the not season. just because of the horrible color rush uniforms. I just want to say I remember the season they introduced the color rush uniforms to make it like a thing, bro. They just look bad. Yeah, it's funny how far Thursday football has come all the way. And so we begin this week with the Packers and Cardinals. Cardinals at home, favored by six and a half. Over under on this game, 50 and a half points. Who you got? I'm going with the Cardinals. For no other reason except 
I think that Kyler Murray views this game as the game that he really takes that step forward. He gets a signal that he's a top-ranked quarterback to battle with in this league. He uses this matchup against Aaron Rodgers to make that statement. There are a lot of issues with the Cardinals right now. They were decimated by COVID last week, and you you saw the video that went viral of J.J. Watt going up and down the sidelines saying that he was trying to do the, the world is against us thing yeah. with the Cardinals. Everyone counted us out. I mean, yeah. COVID was kind of a global pandemic. I don't know. No, it's personal now. It's yeah. personal. Well, it's really personal for him because he's out for the season. J.J. Watt's done again. So now we really got to start thinking how close is J.J. Watt to hanging it up there. I don't think you want to, for somebody that loves football that much, I don't think you should use that phrase in a sentence. That's how close he is to retirement. Oh. I'll say that. Okay. This thing takes some drastic turns to some of these football players. Fair enough. What's Larry Fitzgerald doing? And do you think he's upset that the Cardinals now appear to be the best team in the league? I don't think he's upset. I think he's plotting a comeback. Like he wants a Super Bowl. Why not? That's like his life. Where is he going to play? Between AJ Green and Hopkins and everybody else. But that Christian Kirk's been doing great. Yeah, that's what I say. He only need like two catches a game. Not he like 80. Where is he going to find them? I mean, you know, a little quick passings. AJ Green has been better than most people expected him to be. He's better than I expected him, but I still feel like there's a few spots that you could use a Larry Fitzgerald in, even th- if it's a decoy. And then I thought um, once their tight end got hurt, once Max Williams got hurt, I thought maybe Larry Fitzgerald may come back in this spot. But then they signed Zach Ertz, and Zach Ertz had a huge game with a, a practice with this team once and then had a career-long... It wasn't long, even a full practice. Career-long touchdown reception. So... Uh, are the Cardinals able to plug and play anyone in there and still be great? Packers, you know, the weirdest five and one team you'll have, well, six and one team you'll ever come across. Yeah, and I'm I'm going with the Cardinals too because even though both of these teams are hurt and COVID has affected the Cardinals, what the Packers don't have this week is Devonte Adams, and that is a bigger loss than the Cardinals not having JJ Watt to me. Chandler Jones should be back at this point, right? I mean, I, I'm not sure. He may be out again this week. What? How long? Does he have lo- What? Wow. Like, Trump had COVID for three days? Bro. Or is it like a real football injury? I don't think it's a real football injury. I think it's just, you know, sometimes you need to give a certain player a mental break. Oh, still that stuff. Yeah. All right. So, everyone's riding Cardinals on this one. We're going through John Picks at the end. Game number two. The Houston Texans hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Rams favored. This may be the biggest line in a week. Rams favored by 14 and a half. Over unknown this game, 47 and a half points. What you got? I'm going to go with the Rams. Playing the Texans, bro. You know, I didn't notice lot. I didn't notice it until last week because last week had a surprising amount of blowouts. It's been a lot of blowouts this year after I mm-hmm. did a deep dive into it. Yeah, because... There's a clear separation between the top half of the league and when y'all was teasing me a couple of weeks back about the Patriots being like middle of the row. Keep telling y'all, it's clear cut between the top half and the bottom half. Aren't the league. Patriots middle of the road? Nope. The nope. Patriots are in the top half? Yep. Yep. It's because they hung 50 on the Jets. Nope. It's because Mark Jones is the future to that. Good. You know why? You couldn't say it properly because even you don't believe that shit. I'm glad you tripped Mark all Jones over is the future of the NFL. <laughs> I can respect my boy eventually. You want to hear a hot take? Go ahead. I'm going Texans. What? I'm going Texans. How? What? What? What inside information you have? Tyrod's back. 
I didn't see that report. But I still ain't picking the text. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, oh, really? That, that ain't enough. Tyrod's back. I, I believe in a change. Like I believe in the change of Tyrod Taylor coming back in the lineup to boost everybody's attributes. Just like I believe that once John Gruden got out of there and Rich Raider was in charge, that the Raiders were going to be great. I know what kind of Martin sliders you playing on, but it ain't got up inside. I believe in Tyrod Taylor. All the best. The only way he loses his job to somebody is through employee error or just sheer horrible luck. And that horrible luck isn't going to happen to him. The funny thing, if is there any player in the league that both of those things could happen to, it's Tyrod Taylor. But it usually happens after he gives you a week to hope. So this is going to be the week that he gives you some hope. They are going to beat what seems to be one of the better team in teams in the league. When the there Los was Angeles a full Rams. case of attempted manslaughter in his life in San Diego, he ain't given no week of hope. That just happened. But he came in as the starter. That was your hope there. Oh, okay. Fair point. Just be careful. Lock room <laughs> people could commit manslaughter. They can't. Game number three, you got the Eagles on the road against Man Campbell and his Detroit Lions. Eagles favored by three and a half over under on this game, 48. I was trying to figure out why we picking this game. It's sometimes I like Jaylen to pick ga- okay. no. Sometimes I like to pick games between horrible teams and black quarterbacks. Okay. Wait, oh, game one black quarterback, game two black quarterback, game three black quarterback. Ha! White boys in game four, game five black quarterback. Okay, maybe. Yeah, we, but the only reason we need to switch. The game only four. reason game four is because I'm a Pats fan and John addicted to Justin Herbert. Yeah, we may have to toss that one out. Yeah, you know, black quarterbacks there. Anyway, Eagles Lions, we got. I'm definitely going to go with the... This Monty definitely ain't even sure what we picking. Lions. 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 What? I thought about the Eagles pick, but I just want to see Mon Gamble happy, man. I was going... You know what? I just want him happy. I thought the same thing. I didn't see him frustrated. He punching walls. He screaming at reporters. I just want to see him smart. I thought the same thing. Like, this is the time that Mon Campbell finally gets one because everyone wants that for him. He deserves it. And then I also thought it is much better content for everyone if Mon Campbell (laughs) keeps losing to see how far this gets pushed. He st- his introductory press conference, he was saying dumb shit like, we're going to bite people's kneecaps off and run through walls and do all of that. And then that slowly progressed. But he has been... Detroit Lions out because mm-hmm. by week six, he was straight up crying. Yeah. The manliest person in the NFL with or without shoulder pads. Bro, I, I just feel like it, it could get to a moment where they start a press conference talking about a loss. And he like, like I gave it my all. Like, what more? He's going to snap on a mic and it's not going to be pretty. I'm going Eagles. See, Eagles, y'all, y'all, Eagles on the road. Y'all want drama. I'm going to turn into the Hulk and mess up a whole stadium. Y'all keep playing. Here for it. Game four, as as Cardo mentioned earlier, the Los Angeles Chargers at home, five-point favorites against his New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So despite the fact that they went last week and looked like a juggernaut, no matter who it is, the Jets are an NFL team, and to drop 54 points, that is just an amazing accomplishment. Drop 54 points on the opposing team's quarterback. Good week, good week, good week. Fair. Good week. And what Vegas told you is that they don't care because that's the Jets. Because Patriots still, still five-point underdogs against the Chargers team, who the last time we saw them were getting blown out by the Ravens. Mm -hmm. That's the last thing we saw from the Chargers. Vegas still saying five-point favorites at home. I don't even know why I'm asking, but Carter, who you got? I've got got the Patriots. 
I'm actually going to go to this game to make sure it happens in person. So, very excited about that. We were supposed to lead with that. No. You will be at the game. Don't hype it. Don't hype it. No, 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 no. You hype it. If you I hype can't, it. I can't don't believe it. I can't believe you didn't lead with this. No, don't hype it. Don't hype it. Have, Very wait, superstitious. What are you talking hey, about? We hey, have to hype it. Hey, hey. We can just make sure it goes well. So we, you mean to tell me we are the only platform that goes to games and we're not hyping it? Like nobody's going to know unless we yeah, just show up Yeah, this is a big there? game. We three and four. We win this game. We move back to 500. We right there with Buffalo. Don't hype it. Don't hype it. Don't hype it. Got to learn from the Dolphins. Every time they hype it, goes downhill. Don't hype it. Is Justin Herbert going to be in a face of the league game every week? Because I feel I like so. every week is a face of the league game for I him. I think so. I think so. Uh, if you, it's not that just that we want it. I think that's what the NFL is setting him up for. So if you watch the marketing material around all of his games, even if it's a 1 p.m. game or a 425 game, they hype it up as like a must-watch game. It reminds me a lot of how they did Peyton Manning back in the day. So they're trying to make him super important. I said, and also Mark Jones, face it. I said that. Strictly for you, because you are the only person that believes that Mark Jones is the face of the league. Not the face of the league, future of the league. Ah, oh. future. I gotta say, I am coming around to the Mark Ten name. Yeah, but that's he good. Boy. That's kind of great, and I would like to talk to him to ask if he knows why he chose the number ten. Was it because of that that he knows that the name was going to be a byproduct of this? I'm pretty sure it was it. Actually, this week I had to Google this guy's full name. What is it? I forgot it already, but it's something funny. Great content. So, (laughs) Cam Newton did say he knew a surprising amount of hip-hop. So, let's not rule it out. He played in Palmer. Let's not rule it out that he knows something about hip-hop history and West Side Connection. Yeah, he probably know about the Mach 10. Pull the strap out on him. Game (laughs) 5. Revenge game for Jameis Winston. Ain't no revenge there, son. The New Orleans Saints hosting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Bucks favored by five and a half. Over under on this game is fifty. Cardo, who you got? Based on what you said just now, I feel like you no. I'm 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 leaning Buccaneers, but the problem here is this: every time Vegas throws up one of these games where you see a team that should be overwhelmingly favorite and they only favored by under seven, you have the question: What does Vegas know? The last few weeks we've seen games like this. So I'm going to pick the Buccaneers, but I think the Saints cover. Mm. I think it's going to be a close game. Buccaneers probably go off by like one touchdown or a late field goal to win the game. You know, it would be really, it would be such a great storyline. And I want to root for this storyline so bad for for Jameis to get this revenge game because it would be poetic justice. Would it? For who? But Jameis, you you don't think he was watching the Super Bowl last year thinking I could have done that with this team? It's the no year way before, I'm not the that year before, wa- I led the league in yards and touchdowns. And also interceptions. There's no way in the world he watched the Super Bowl and thought to himself, that could be me. Of course he did. Any any listen, anybody would be thinking that in that same situation. Now Are you kidding me? Stop playing, son. It's quite clear. Now, now. I want to go with Jameis. Now. If you sit down right now and look at Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, rocking his 7 o'clock show, do you say, wow, that could be me? Yeah. See, y'all, y'all something, man. Here's the difference between me and Stephen A. Smith, though. I wasn't in that spot. If it was someplace where that I was in the spot before and the spot got taken away from me, it ain't got taken different. away, though. It completely got taken he away from He, like, him. gave it away with the 35 interceptions that he threw. Y'all ain't gonna stop, boy. Y'all anyway. hype. Y'all hype. Yeah, but this is not the team that trips the Bucks up, though. No. Like, 
Tom Brady's not losing to that team. I'm sorry. Jameis is throwing for like 100 yards every game. That That's not beating any Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Get the hell out of here with that. John is going with the Cardinals, Chargers, Bucks. Wait, what? Browns. Did he do the Stu Gus thing again where he picked a game that's not on the schedule? Yeah. All right. So I assume, which game is he missing? He's missing Lions-Eagles. Who do we think John picked for that one? Definitely the Eagles. I'm thinking Lions. Why? I don't think John have a, a affection for any kind of affection for Mind, Mind Gamble. Gamble. No. It's a former Dolphin. Yeah, that's why. Uh, his lock of the week is the... Oh, no. Wait, wait. Now let's move on to our locks of the week. <laughs> so John's lock of the week is the Buffalo Bills. Who are the Bills playing? Buffalo is taking on... The Dolphins. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wow. Our Dolphin fandom has completely, completely just been demolished by what the season has done. It's like okay. This. It's okay. Wow, John made that the lock. John didn't tell you what the plan is, bro. Watch it. How far the mighty have fallen? Lock it in then, John. So for my lock of the week, after watching what the Patriots did to the New York Jets, the Bengals are now coming into town. So <laughs> there is absolutely no way. The, I, I do not see the Bengals having a letdown game after last week. I don't even know if Zach Wilson's playing, which means whoever the hell the Jets' backup quarterback is, good luck with that. What I don't get, right? Go ahead, lock it in. Oh, sorry. Bengals changing uniform, draft well, change some lives. What I don't get, in Brooklyn they had a protest that Kyrie wasn't playing to get him to play. Mm-hmm. And nobody marched from the Jet Stadium in New Jersey over the bridge into Manhattan to the league office in the mountain. They reshuffled the schedule. I, uh, would it help? Uh, it, it would have to. I, I mean, mean, they get the Dolphins. That's a shitty team. No. Do they get they the Jaguars? Jacksonville like six weeks in a row just to feel right above. Yeah. They got to start rele- relegating some of these teams back to college. This this yeah. ridiculous. Texans ain't going to be no pushover no more because Tyrod back. Keep selling that drip. My lock of the week is the Titans over the Colts. Not a big be- believer in Carson Wentz, huh? No, I believe in Carson Wentz. I just believe Lord Henry will run for 200 yards this week. Shut up, Darius Leonard. Still what if it rains, market. though? Because the Colts look good in the rain. Now, what, what card game you watch in the rain? The one where they beat the 49ers 30-18. to 18. <sighs> Now, that's one game. Hold on, though. Carson Wentz, do you... I think he has the longest streak in the NFL without throwing... Uh, passes completed without throwing an interception. Or he, attempt he to does. Win. He does, but... And that's because they changed that one ridiculous play to a fumble. But they got Lord Henry on the next side of the field. How much touchdowns do you think he throwing but for three. this week? Oh, throw in, he's going to throw for at least one and run for three. Shout out Darius Leonard, still the best linebacker in the game. It's locking it? Yeah. All right. This part is the biggest moneymaker for me. Our underdogs to cover the spread. I am going with a game that John used for his lock of the week. I think the Dolphins cover against the Buffalo Bills. Here's why. Go ahead. Here's why. 
the Miami Dolphins exist in a place where they love to be completely mediocre. They love to be middle of the road. They love to give hope to their fans only to have it taken away. So look at how the way games always end where there's this leap. Let's just let's just concentrate it to the Falcons game, right? Because I could use that as a microcosm for the Dolphin fan experience. <laughs> You're getting beat to shit at home. You give up, try to enjoy your Sunday. Look away for a second. Here comes a late fourth quarter surge. You take the lead. Hope is restored. Only to have it taken away from you on a last second field goal once again. And now you're disappointed. That is the Dolphin fan experience. So now at 1-6, and six, everyone's done with this. They're ready to get Tua out of here despite the fact that he's had two good games. They're ready to get him out of here. Bring in Deshaun Watson because for some reason they think that's the magical elixir that's going to fix everything. It won't. But what is going to happen is Tua is going to play tremendously. They're going to come close to beating a very, very good Buffalo team that very well may be the best team in the AFC. And that is going to have people thinking, you know what, Tua? Not terrible. Maybe we're jumping the gun on this Deshaun Watson thing. And for that, I think the Dolphins are going to cover the spread. What are you thinking? That's actually some really good points. It almost convinced me, but I remember they the Dolphins. I'm going to pick the Washington football team to Asshole. cover against the Denver, uh, Denver Broncos. Denver favored by three at home, but I think Washington football gets it done. What is the spread on the Dolphins game? A hundred. Legit 100. I mean, they almost beat them by half of that the last time we played. So, <laughs> like, I know you said that as a joke, but that's not out of the realm of possibility. That actually could happen. So, John actually is going to use your game. He thinks the Pats are going to cover. He doesn't think they're going to win. It's okay. He thinks the Pats will cover against the Chargers, though. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Don't hype it? Don't jinx it. Cash out now. All right. Let's get into our parlays. You going first, boy. I'm looking for a parlay. You looking for who? Parlay. P-A-R-L-A-Y. Y'all know parlay? All you got. The Bills are favored by 14, by the way. Fair. So I feel like that's I feel like that's safe for them to cover. Now, this way the problem can reach now, right? So this parlay thing I've been trying to put the standard signs the last few weeks. Yes. The only way I think it could work is if you wing it. You ready for this? Yeah. It's the best way. It's Patrick right. Mahomes, mm-hmm. three touchdowns this week. Lock that in. Is he playing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Go so, with it. So if he plays his three touchdowns this week. Damian, Please have J.J. Watt sacks on your list. Damien Harrison in, uh, in L.A. this week against the Chargers. Two rushing touchdowns. Wow. All right. He is the star of that offense. He's a beast. Third part of the parlay. Mentioned it earlier. Lord Henry against the Colts. 200 yards. Wow. Okay. 400. Uh, this is me, 400. Fourth part of the parlay. <laughs> Julio Jones. Hand me out. Hand me out. Podcast, it's an audio meeting. Under 70 yards all against we, the Colts. All we can do is hear you out. Under 70 yards against the Colts in the fifth part of the parlay. Waddle in Miami. <laughs> what? I didn't say anything. <laughs> the way you looked up just now, I'm going to give Waddle one touchdown against the Bills. Oh, yeah. The I mean, Dolphins only touchdown. Oh. That's a part of the parlay. The only touchdown scored by the Miami Dolphins is going to be Waddle. So you go, you're going six. That's five. Oh, I don't know. You you gotta send it to me later. Yeah. All right. So 
I'm going to start with Matt Ryan. Last week, I, I always go back and forth over Dolphin portions to parlay. I know he was going to carve up that defense, and I still went under on the 300 yards. So this week, his over-under on passing yards is 268. I think it's an under on that against Carolina. Nope, wait, Carolina sucks. My bad, I was reading the internet wrong. I'm going over 268 on passing yards, and exactly half of that is going to go to Kyle Pitts. So Matt Ryan, over 268. Kyler Murray, his line on passing yards is 261 against Green Bay. They are missing their top corner. Jair Alexander is not going to be in there. I'm taking Kyler Murray on the over with that. Brady projected to throw for 300 against New Orleans. Yes, hammer the over on that. I'm taking that. I mean, Thor Hammer, like, really, really go to town on that. He about to throw for 700 yards. Brady's a wild boy. Phrasing. Aaron Jones, <laughs> Packers uh, running back, projected to have 44 and a half receiving yards against the Cardinals. I am, ooh, that is actually tougher than you think because Devontae Adams is not there. Aaron Rodgers may be doing more checking down than usual going to the back. Hmm. I'm taking over on that. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to get over just because, like I said, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to find more creative ways to get people involved in this offense. Allen Robinson, Bears receiver, his line, 51 yards. I'm taking the under on that because some weeks the Chicago Bears look like they do not belong in the NFL, and last week was one of those weeks. I, I don't have any faith in that offense right now. Adam Thielen against the Cowboys. Projected to get 76 receiving yards. I'm going under. I'm going under. He had the big week last last week. Justin Jefferson suffered. Justin Jefferson ain't going to suffer too long because he sees what Jamar Chase is out there doing. He's demanding that ball. He's going to have a big game. I think all of the, the group you of know young... You Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball, right? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. He just got to put it up, there. Justin Jefferson can oh. go get it. You got to put it up there. Speaking of which, that's the next part of my parlay. Justin Jefferson projected to get uh, 87 and a half yards against Dallas. I'm going over on that one. And finally, Jalen Hurts, 250 passing yards right. against Mayan Campbell. Go ahead. Over. I figure it's the only reason he's picking that game. It's the only reason. It was, it was the only reason. I know. Anyway. The games between bad teams can be just as entertaining as the games between good teams. Yeah, boy. Mark Jones is the future of the league. All right, that's enough of this. Oh, boy. I'm trying to swing that club game next week. Hey. My brother. Hey.